Nomad Church. Go. Before we get into this episode, I'd love for you to be part of our monumental initiative. We have a goal of flooding the prison system with at least 100,000 of our books, which are just an appetizer for lost and hungry souls. Visit our website, nomadchurch.net. There you'll see the Nomad Darkness into Light book, and for each one purchased, one will be matched. In addition, if you'd like to make a monetary donation, click the donate button. And yes, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. This is for a great cause, and we can't do it without you. Join us as there are souls to be saved, and we're not giving up on people. Thank you for your continued support. God bless you. Godspeed. And let's get to it. What's happening, nomads? Well, just like I said, on May 24th, Ron DeSantis announced his presidential candidacy. He's going to be running. So in the primary, is it going to be Don or Ron? Who are you going for? You know, here in Florida, we love Ron DeSantis as governor. He's done great things for the state, and uh, he's not backing down. But he did something not that long ago where he appointed two Democrats to county commissions, and it was a disaster. So people are looking at him for that. Like, why would you appoint two Democrats? We're trying to keep this state red. But that's the way it went. So will the 2024 presidential race come down to Ron DeSantis versus Michelle Obama? It's got nuts. It's got testicles. It's got balls. Will these two go head to head? And if so, is that why all these corporations are going woke and broke? I mean, they're all following Bud Light and they're losing money. But is it to desensitize people and usher in the first transgender president. No business plan says, hey, we're in it to lose money. Let's start off with this many millions and end up with $5,000. Nobody does that. Everybody goes in business to make money. But these corporations are just losing it. It doesn't make any sense. First, you had Bud Light and then car companies and then Target and then Miller Lite, I believe. And then uh, why would they even be bothered doing this crap? They saw the first disaster, but they're following along with it doesn't make sense unless they're part of an agenda, right? So if Trump is allowed to run in 2024 and with all these charges and different things coming against him, we still don't know that answer. But if he's allowed to run in 2024, he will beat Ron DeSantis in Florida because Florida DeSantis leaving us two years premature. We feel stabbed in the back. Okay. The rules were changed. You used to have to resign to run. For other public office, he would have to gave up his governorship position, but they changed the rules. There was some other rules that were changed in DeSantis' favor for him to run, which means who's behind it. You had George Soros praising Ron DeSantis. That made no sense. But here in Florida, many people feel stabbed in the back by Ron DeSantis as if, wait a minute, we elected you for four years. What do you mean you're leaving? So we'll see how that goes. However, DeSantis has all the pieces in place to be an establishment candidate and would probably utter the words New World Order, something only Donald Trump didn't say since the Reagan era. Isn't that something? Hold that thought while we take this quick break. 
Hey Nomads, do you want to be part of the conversation? Please visit our website, nomadchurch.net, and click on live chat group. Be respectful and hope to see you there. We all see the failures of the Democratic Party. Joe Biden is sundowning. When the sun goes down, so does his brain. You don't even hear from Kamala Harris. She's just a cackling idiot. Their entire campaign, like I said before, looks like the cover of an old mad magazine. But there's a man, Stu Peters, from StuPeters.com. Take a listen to what he has to say. Is Joe Biden really going to be the Democrat nominee for 2024? There's a lot of implications here, so let's think about it just for a second. During his presidency, inflation has been as high as 10%. There are mass layoffs sweeping the country. A carton of eggs is three times what it used to be. There are shortages in everything, still ages after COVID stopped working as an excuse. We're clearly on the brink of a recession that might make 2008 look like child's play. In foreign policy, Biden has had us sink more than $115 billion into Ukraine, a puppet state oligarchy, so they can fight a fake war against Russia to enrich the corrupt NGOs and fossils inside the D.C. Beltway, to activate the military-industrial complex, to enrich Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. And despite all of that money, Ukraine just lost Bakhmut and looks like it's well on its way to losing the war. Meanwhile, we've depleted our own stockpiles of all of the weapons that we would need for a war against, say, China. And now China and Russia are closer than ever before. The dollar is on the brink of losing its status as global reserve currency. And if it does, that's it for America as a superpower. Our economy will shrink dramatically, and so will our economic power across the face of the planet. And it will all have happened on Joe Biden's watch. And then there's the man himself. Joe Biden can only even appear in public for a few hours a day because of how bad he's sundowning. He takes hours to figure out where he is in the morning. And he can't remember where he is when nighttime comes. He's a doddering old man that poops his pants on the international stage. He's on the brink of death. And yet Democrats wheel him out every day as the president, like some kind of a twisted practical joke. I mean, I don't know. It might be that the Democrats feel that they have no other choice but to run Biden next year. They certainly don't want to run Kamala Harris. Nobody likes her, not even her own staff. But what if there's another plan? Among Democrats, there's only one name under the age of 70 that can unite them. Obama. Barack Obama can't run for a third term. Even though by proxy, he's actually running a third term right now. But there is another Obama who can run, Michelle. She's popular with Democrats. She's even for some reason pretty popular with independents. They've kept her in the limelight with high profile convention speeches. And in today's woke age, she has the perfect intersectional qualifications of being both black and allegedly a woman. So is that the plan? Are Democrats laying the groundwork for a Michelle Obama emergency presidential play in 2024? Joel Gilbert is the author of Michelle Obama 2024, her real life story and plan for power. He's also the director of the documentary of the same name. Joel has become a world-class expert on Michelle's life story and her personal ambitions. He's interviewed her teachers, her relatives, her friends, even her ex-boyfriends. Gilbert doesn't just know about Michelle's personal history, no, also her psychology. And based on all of that, Joel says that Michelle Obama is not who she pretends to be. Well, of course she's not. Michelle Obama claims to dislike politics. She even prefers to stay out of the limelight. And in the nearly eight years since Obama's president, she's, she's mostly done that. But according to Joel, this is all a facade. It's a strategic cover for a life of political advocacy and limitless ambition. Ambition that we might be on the brink of seeing spring forth fully formed. So do you think that's inevitable? Is Michelle Obama going to be 
announcing as some sort of an emergency candidacy here? I think this has been the plan all along. Three or four years ago that Michelle Obama was following the exact same formula to become president that Barack had. Michelle was the keynote speaker for Joe Biden, introduced him at the Democrat convention in 2020. Been running around the country registering voters, very well funded by the Soros gang. Barack based his candidacy on his personal story. Michelle has now written two autobiographies. So she's doing the exact same setup that Barack did. She's maintained a very high profile, got these Netflix specials on the uh, stage with Bruce Springsteen. She's working the uh, constituencies of minorities and women. And the Democrat Party has set it up for her. They moved the first primary state from Iowa to South Carolina, the adopted home state because her grandparents are from South Carolina. They moved the DNC, Democrat Convention, to Chicago for a hometown girl uh, convention. Michelle is the best-loved Democrat away from older white candidates. Now, your documentaries reliably destroy leftist myths. I mean, we only have to look back to the Trayvon Martin hoax, which also happens to be the name of the film that you made on that subject. There's a lot of details that we don't need to get into on that, but it's worth remembering that the entire Trayvon situation was a hoax and the prosecutors should be in jail. To recap briefly, the witness on the phone with with Trayvon during the assault was supposed to be one person, but then the prosecution put up an entirely different person and knew it. Members of the George Zimmerman prosecution were aware of the lies and the stooge that they hauled in as a star witness to describe what happened on the phone call Trayvon was supposed to have been on really wasn't on the phone with Trayvon at all. So they put up a fake witness to lie to frame George Zimmerman. Your film Trayvon Martin hoax entirely exploded that entire narrative with with Michelle. There are a ton of allegations that Michelle Robinson Obama is actually a man. You're not here to confirm or refute those claims. But I will say on behalf of this program, at least that on the Ellen DeGeneres video of Michelle Obama, it makes it clear that she's got some funny stuff going on in her pants. Maybe she got an early transition surgery and got an addition installed down there for Barack to play with. But what have you found is completely fake about Michelle through your research, talking with her teachers and her exes and her friends and family members? The internet theory that Michelle is a dude is not true. It was uh, Joan Rivers is a comedian and she made an off-color joke that Michelle was transgender years ago. And then ironically ended up dead just five weeks later. I can assure you, Michelle has always been female. There's much that's phony about her. Is uh, She's been making up these uh, stories of racial slights, being discriminated against, coming from the south side of Chicago, all phony. She's from South Shore, which is on Lake Michigan, a very uh, exclusive and upper middle class area. Her father was a precinct captain working for the Democrat Party machine in Chicago. She grew up in Jesse Jackson's house because she was best friends with his daughter Santita when Jackson was running for president. That's how she became so political. When she was supposed to go to an all black elementary school, her parents illegally enrolled her in a gifted uh, school. And she was supposed to go to an all-black high school. She ran away an hour and a half away to go to a magnet school. She complains openly in her book and book tour of getting beat up by black kids. They would accuse her of acting white and talking white. She even got beat up because they would call her an Oreo. So Michelle even said she grew up in fear of black people. She was afraid to go out of her house. Because she was black, she got into these magnet schools, into Princeton, into Harvard, and the doors were always open for her because of her race. Her jobs were exploiting those same black people that would beat her up. And she made 20,000 blacks homeless. She knocked down the projects at Cabrini Green, and they gave away the land to these Democrat donor developers like Tony Resco. Michelle was hired by the University of Chicago Medical Center. They were losing a lot of money because 
Southside blacks were using the emergency room didn't have insurance. So Michelle's job was to put them in vans and ship them to these crappy clinics so they couldn't have access to good health care. And Michelle would tell them it's going to be good for you. Michelle was paid millions of dollars by rich white elites to exploit the black community. Michelle pretends to be one of these ordinary black folks and uses these phony stories of having suffered from discrimination growing up. Yes, she was oppressed by the white man. Everything about this woman is fake. Michelle was doing the black flight. She was running away from black people, but she makes the phony claim now to be one of these ordinary black folks. That's one of her biggest lies. And she's claimed for years is how her uh, high school counselor racially profiled her regarding her Princeton University application. Well, I found out her high school counselor was a church going black woman. Michelle has a, a terrible history abusing and exploiting black people uh, on behalf of elite whites. She is incredibly popular uh, among you know leftists, communists and the Democrat Party. She is incredibly popular among independents. They have to know all of this. People inside of the elite D.C. Beltway they know that she's a phony and a fraud and a liar and a shill. They know that she's a complete front. They know that her political connections are aligned with the likes of those who want to destroy Christianity in this country, destroy, destroy the framework of, of our country uh, you know, as a whole, its constitution, all these things. So what is it that has to be done for these people to recognize how terrible she is for the country? Or is it that they know that she's terrible for the country and that's exactly why they want to install her to usher in full Nazism? Look, she's had 15 years years of all positive publicity. I think someone like Donald Trump or the Republicans need to just start saying right now, Michelle Obama, are you going to apologize for what you did to the black community? The enemy of the state and the enemy of beasts like Michelle Obama is the truth. And people just need to be out here saying it. Made some valid points. Not quite sure if Michelle's a man or not. I wouldn't want to check that on the carriage. But we have to understand presidents are selected, not elected. It's not up to us. They give us a fallacy of, hey, your vote counts, and not so much. And people are starting to realize that. The biggest thing is the establishment wants us turning against each other, and we can't let that happen. We got to, I mean, the, the art of just sitting on the porch with some iced tea and just talking to your neighbors, that's gone. I mean, I do it from time to time with different neighbors, but things are definitely off. Things are different. You could tell. But I get together with a couple of people, and we just reminisce about the good old days and how things used to be but those days are gone but i want to remind you of something no matter who's the president jesus is king and we see that in isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders that's our only hope folks is that jesus is coming back to get his elect will you be part of that are you dealing with some sin that you got to get out of so you're not left behind? The world seems to be upside down. The only promise we have is that God is going to come get us. And that's the best promise in the world. But before we go, let me remind you to be part of our book initiative to get 100,000 of our Nomad Darkness into Light books into the prison system. Buy one, give one, or make a donation on our website, nomadchurch.net today. And as always, thank you for your continued support. Godspeed, and we'll see you next time. Well, Nomads, we hope you enjoyed the ride. Whatever app you're listening to this on, please subscribe to automatically receive our latest episodes. And we ask that you share this with at least 10 people to spread the word. 
If you're ready to give your life to Christ today, stay tuned for the prayer of salvation. For more information, check out our website, www.nomadchurch.net. There you can donate, buy books, and visit our shop page for the latest merchandise. Remember, we love you, and Godspeed. Repeat after me. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart and forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me with your precious blood and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and lead me on the road to salvation. I pray this prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.